0: Gurur Brahma, Gurur Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmay Shri Guruve Namah. Welcome back to Journey to the Self. My name is Prabhakar Prasad and on this channel we share the most ancient Vedic science about the mind, meditation, and Self-Realization. Today's topic is Mind, the Problem and the Solution. How do we all share the same problem, not just we, entire human race, not just the humans but entire planet with all the beings in it? How do we all share the same problem of the mind. And we will try to get to breaking the problem down. Where does it arise from before we get into the solution? Before I get into that, I want to do a quick recap (laughs) for myself. It's been a while. I did my last episode, almost a month. So the last episode was about intellect, the Buddha within. If we go back to the story of the chariot, (laughs) I've done about 10 episodes now, and I hope everybody is aware of the chariot when I mention the horses, the fields, the reins, the charioteer, the passenger. Everybody can visualize, picture what exactly are these words referring to. And why? Because there's no other way to see where our mind is, where our self is, where our intellect is. So that chariot, at least to me, is one of the best ways to visualize where these guys are, the inner life of us, the inner being. We're aware of our five senses, five sense objects, five organs to work in conjunction with those five senses, but we're not aware of what's happening inside. And before we start to operate or work on the problem, mind and other stuff that are inside, which are not tangible, you can't put your finger on it. We can't operate on them. It's like you go to a doctor with a problem. The doctor will ask you, where is the problem? You have to show. There's no shame there whether it's your private parts or the parts that you even can't reach. You know what I'm talking about. But you have to show exactly the point. In fact, some of, sometimes before the surgery, the doctors have to draw the circle around the area of the problem. At a Heart attack, which I have shared a lot about, so I'm not going to go deep into that. But they went through my groin to put a stent in my heart. So they have to exactly pinpoint where they're going inside through. Otherwise, they may operate on something else. They may start another problem. So, the, just as we have to know where the problem is exactly before we start to operate on it. Do we know where the mind is? Do we know where the intellect is? And I haven't talked about anything about ego, consciousness, for a reason. The entire world is talking about higher consciousness, lower consciousness, ego, dissolving ego, and lower ego, higher ego, all kinds of things. I wanted to stay away from that for a reason. I wanted to first understand what is the problem? Why are we suffering? That's how at least I understood And what I'm sharing here is through my own experience, my own problems, and I take the ancient teachings from the Vedas, Upanishads, Bhagavad Gita, and the teachings of the saints and apply that on my problem. And so far the solutions have been very satisfactory, even more than that, and that's why I'm sharing this with you. So going back to the problem area, we have to define where the problem is. So the entire chariot helps us to see where these guys are, how the problem is cascading from the sense object feels all the way to the self. For those of you who are listening for the first time, imagine a chariot attached to five horses. Each one of these horses are going into their own fields. These horses are connected to reins, which are in the hands of the charioteer. Behind the charioteer, in the very back, is the passenger and the entire chariot. These five horses represent five senses. Reins represent the mind. The charioteer represents the intellect. And the passenger sitting in the back represents the self. And the entire chariot is our body that we are very aware of. So the problem area, mind. Luckily, I don't have to talk too much about the mind. We all understand the problem is in the mind. That's why the words mindfulness, meditation, mental health, Mente, meditation, things like that. Everywhere. There's no language for that. We're all victims of our mind. Whichever country you go, whichever language you speak, they have words for the mind. In Hindi and Sanskrit, it's man. So, coming back to the problem. We'll go a little deeper into defining the problem and understand where it's happening inside. For that, I will use one of the examples my teacher uses of focus. We've all heard, focus, focus, focus. Anything you want to do, you want to achieve focus. What does it mean? Let's take a literal example of using the focus in a camera. We all have mobile phones, and we all take thousands of pictures. Some of us millions. (laughs) Now, if you are in a running train, and you see something beautiful through the window, or a plane for that matter. A lot of people in the West don't take trains. I grew up taking trains all my life in India. Amazing. You can you can go on so many adventures, meet so many strangers, share so many stories. I love to share foods. Actually, not share. I didn't have much to share as a student when I was traveling, but I would... Asked for food and people were nice enough to give me food in the train. That's quite an experience. So if you're in a running train and you try to take a beautiful photo of something you see outside and you focus your camera to take the picture as you saw through your eyes, you miss it because the train is moving or the plane is moving. It's almost impossible to focus. Even if you click on the focus um, feature on the phone, on the screen, you can't. And you missed it. You will take the photo, but that would be blurry. Not exactly what you saw and not exactly what you wanted to capture. So it's blurry. Now, if you want to share that experience with your friends and social media, you won't post that blurry photo. It's not in focus. Even if you do, your friends, followers, would not be able to actually relate to your experience that you had looking at that object which you wanted to capture through the phone. Point is, we cannot capture the experience when we We're not focused enough. The same thing is happening with our life. All day, every day, every second. Replace that running train or flying plane by the mind. And we are trying to experience things through our senses. That's the only way we experience this reality, our wakeful state, after we wake up until we go to bed, every day. If you don't believe it, please do a simple experiment. You'll find out. So what we are trying to experience throughout our day is only through these five senses. And if we're not focused enough We are missing the experience And trust me We're all not focused Completely Even on the things We are trying to enjoy and experience Which we worked hard for Which we traveled a lot of distance for For example, you go to sightseeing You take a Plane, you change planes and you get there to the beautiful island in Greece. But if your mind is like a running train, you won't be able to focus your camera, your eyes, to enjoy what is in front of your eyes. Because the mind is running with some other things. The same way you can't hear the music, enjoy the music, you will try but the mind will go somewhere else. Same thing about food. Do do these experiments yourself. You don't have to go to Greece. You just sit at home and notice yourself when you are eating next time. Are you focused completely on the food? Are you looking at the food? Are you chewing the food? Are you tasting every bite of it? This whole time of 5 or 10 minutes or 15 minutes while you are eating. The answer would be no. You'll catch yourself that the food is there, you are there, but the mind is somewhere else thinking about either the past or the future. We've all experienced that. Let's go even further. The most amazing experience we've all enjoyed and we like to enjoy more of, sex. you'll notice you'll catch yourself if you've not please do it even during the sex you'll find yourself your mind going somewhere else and that's the one of the most amazing experiences every human or every animal wants to enjoy i think animals are better when it comes to enjoying that at least they're not chasing anything else while they're in the act <laughs> But we have so many desires and threads and thoughts that take us away from that coveted experience that we worked hard for. We earned a lot of money. We, we sweated one extra mile to earn everything to be able to afford to travel and see a new place, to enjoy a concert. To smell beautiful roses and the nature. To taste amazing food. And to enjoy the weather and sex. I just basically listed the sense objects you can consume through five senses. But we're not able to. We get there, but the mind's somewhere else. It's a running train. It's going somewhere else while we're trying to focus our camera on capturing the moment. That's why they say seize the moment, capture the moment. Why seize? Because you're not able to. I hope that analogy makes sense about the focus. And that is a problem as well. We're going on a running train after we wake up until we go to bed. And we're not able to enjoy the things, the experiences in the moment. Then, what is the solution we all have, we see around us? Mindfulness. My, One of my favorite things. It's a huge industry. Huge. There's something called mindfulness meditation. A lot of my friends I hear, they are practicing mindfulness in the morning when they wake up, they hold their cup of coffee or tea and practice mindfulness. It's amazing. You hold the cup, the mug, you're feeling it, the temperature, you're looking at it, the color, the design, the structure, and then when you take it, When you take a sip, you're actually enjoying the taste. But it's not that easy. It may sound like a simple exercise. Try it. You'll find your mind going somewhere else. Even though you've told yourself to, Hey, sit down. We're doing a mindfulness exercise while drinking this cup of coffee or tea. It won't listen. And then somebody says, Meditate. Whatever kind of meditation, we'll get into that in the next episode. You sit with your eyes closed. And depending on what your instructor or practice teaches you, you start to focus, you start to see your thoughts, and then it's a nightmare. Thoughts are just coming and going and coming and going, just like waves in the ocean that never stop. We go to the beach to enjoy a swim or a dip. While we're at the beach, we see the waves going up and down. And then we come home and we go to sleep. It doesn't mean the waves have started, stopped, excuse me. The waves are still going when you're at home. So the same way our mind is working. The waves are going up and down. Even when we're asleep, we'll cover that in one episode. What happens when we go to sleep? Dream state, deep sleep state. But right now we're focusing on the wakeful state, the problem. When we're trying to enjoy any experience in the moment, we're not able to focus enough. Sometimes very less. Now, when we're able to focus and enjoy the experience, the result is pleasure. And there is a degree of how much focus you're able to do bring on the experience in the moment determines how much pleasure you get out of it. And the reverse of that is pain. Nobody wants pain. We all want pleasure. Perhaps the reason why we wake up and we go after so many things, earn, achieve, it brings us pleasure, happiness. So we'll go back. To the thoughts. We're trying to enjoy the experience in the moment, but we're going everywhere else. Who's going? The mind, the running train. Now let's come back to now. The now, the present, the moment. Does that exist? There are so many books and podcasts and T-shirts saying, be in the now, be in the present, be here, be here now. I'm sure we've all seen that. If not, just Google it. Millions of search results. Or maybe when you go outside to a c- cafe, you'll see someone wearing a shirt, say, be here now. Why they are saying it? Just like seize the day. Because you're not here. <laughs> in fact, the person wearing that is the one who needs that the most, is trying to, be here trying to work on it and that's amazing people are at least trying they're aware of the problem so does now here moment present exist the answer is no it's not my answer it's coming from the ancient scriptures and you can do a simple experiment When I say now, the time has already passed. If I grabbed a moment in the time to say the now, that moment has passed the moment I say it. There's no present. That might take a little bit of pondering and contemplation and a lot of these simple experiments that I have been doing to realize that yeah, it is true the present, there is no present either there is past or future because by the moment by the time you say the present the present is gone time is a unit that we have decided and defined to meet at a certain time to do certain things at a certain time so that we can all accomplish some things as a team as a community, as a society, as a country But be here now. There's no now. By the time you say now, it's gone. Now we will take this inside the mind. When you're practicing mindfulness to enjoy the experience in the moment. By the way, that is also the definition of mindfulness. To focus on the activity in the hand. The moment, the experience that you're trying to enjoy. So, when we sit down to meditate, we see thoughts. Now, we will zoom in on those thoughts. Most of the times we get carried away with the thoughts. The thoughts are either positive or negative. Positive thoughts equals pleasure. Negative thoughts equals pain. So, when we zoom in on the thoughts, we will realize These Most of these thoughts are coming from either the past or the future. Excuse me, thoughts are coming from the past or they're about the future, I should say. From the past, for example, I woke up this morning at 4 a.m. to meditate, but I caught myself that I had these thoughts from last night conversations with my friends. Those images started to come of the friends I talked to. Not just the images, but also the conversation, bits and pieces. Please pay attention here. When I woke up at four with a mission to meditate... I'm having these visual thoughts from my conversation last night before I went to bed. Not only those visuals, but also I could hear the words, some sentences that stood out for me during the conversation. That is not just my experience. It's a common experience we all have. Not only those conversations, but then also the highlights of the day from yesterday started to come in front of my eyes, the thoughts. While I'm trying to prepare myself to meditate and be in the moment. But those thoughts are pulling me in the past. Now we'll zoom in a little bit more on those past thoughts. If... Those thoughts are good plannings and talks and inspiration and motivation. You feel great. But if you have a thought, past thought, about your experience that you don't want to have again, that resulted in pain, suffering, and trauma, good luck. That thought might carry you with it just like the wave for example two, three years ago when I had a breakup that's one of the big reasons why I got on this journey to the self train One, when I would sit to do anything not just to meditate the beautiful thoughts of my ex-girlfriend would come and give me happiness, pleasure. That, oh, how nice it was to travel together to India. How nice it was to enjoy that favorite food in Lower East Side, Manhattan. How nice it was to enjoy the concert together, the music. Basically, again, I'm going to the five senses. That's all we do with our partners and ourselves. That would be a separate topic. But that's where the memories come from. You enjoy these five sense objects together with your partner. That builds memories. Because you had fun. You had pleasure. And now when you're not with the same partner, that desire to have the same pleasure again pulls you there. As long as you have more Moments of pleasure, happiness, then pain, you're good. But there's a reason why I'm using the word X, the past. Something went wrong. That's why we're not together. And this is not just my example. Everywhere. Each one of you may have that experience. If not, you will. So... Something went wrong, the breakup happened, and you're not together. What went wrong? You tried to work out. There may have been some arguments, some quarrels, some differences, some disagreements, arguments. And those are not good thoughts to remember. And you can't delete them. They're there Right next to the thoughts of the pleasure times, the good times, the fun times. And since you're not together, your mind goes to those thoughts as well that why it didn't work out, why you're not together. And that is not pleasant. It may result into sadness. Loneliness, anxiety, depression. These may sound strong words, but if you've been in a relationship, a marriage or a partnership for a long amount of time, you built a lot of memories, shared a lot of things and experiences, and if you're not with the same person anymore, you may have these negative feelings and emotions. Where are they coming from? The thoughts from the past. Sounds like the ghosts from the past. <laughs> the ghosts, because they're scary. Some of these thoughts are like ghosts. They're scary. You don't want that, but they come. You can't stop them. And the more you are attached to the partner, vice versa, in other words, the thoughts, you will be pulled by those thoughts more and more. The mind will go there while you're trying to enjoy the moment or get over that. And that's it. You're gone with the wave of those thoughts. And now you're missing your partner or you're angry and jealous and thinking about a lot of things. He or she would be with someone else or is already. Go to social media, check them out. And then you go into this phase of we've all been there. I don't want to go that deep into that. But coming back to understand these thoughts take us on a ride, either pleasure or pain, the past thoughts. Now we're going to the future. We want to get over this relationship that didn't work out. So now you're looking at some potential partners, dating apps, or meeting someone through dinners or parties, friends. And now the excitement to meet someone new so that you can get over the past thoughts and create new thoughts. So now you're thinking about those dates, texting, messaging. Did he read? She responded. Let me see his his or her social media. Is he or she seeing someone else? Is he or she into me? How long did it take for him or her to respond to my last text? Did he or she read my text? How many emojis? How many likes, love, Those, those little things that you have on iMessages now? All of those things, did he or she comment on that? Did he he or she read my post, see my post, check on that. We get into this entire whirlpool of thoughts. I'm talking about the future thoughts. So basically what we're trying to do is replace the ghost thoughts, not so good thoughts, negative thoughts, from the past relationship, and build new ones. What happens? Now they stay on the surface. You can also see that cache, cache in the computer world means some of the things that you access the most. They stay on the surface to be able to access, access faster and sooner because you need them the most. So those thoughts are on the surface of the mind, coming again either from the past or the future. I just use an example. Of relationship because that's at least for me is very easy to relate to but you can replace that by any other attachments to the desires so those thoughts are coming from desires we're going one step further desires only to fulfill five senses I have a new term called Nine Holes and Me. I'm going further with the desires today. Nine Holes and Me. A chapter in a book that I'm writing. This helped me understand my part of the body that exchanges things with the outside world and creates a reality and experience within. How do we make transactions with this five-element world where we live in. Only through nine holes. It's not a term coming from the golf world. Let's see how not. Let's start counting holes. How many holes do we have in our body? Let's start with the top holes. Eyes, left, right. Count them two. Ears, left, right, two more, four, nose, two nostrils, left, left, right, six, mouth, seven, and now go all the way down. Penis, vagina, the hole that is number eight, and number nine just below that. Is there any other hole we have? Any human, any race, any caste, any belief, any meditation practice, any skin color, any origin, any language, religion, no, that's it, nine holes, anybody in this world, any human, same thing, nine holes, these are the only holes we are transacting with this world, five-element world. Now, what goes inside, what comes outside, determines our unique reality, our unique experiences. Pain, pleasure, suffering, all of that. Which is another episode I'll do at some point. It's a chapter in my book that I'm writing called Journey to the Self. Now we'll go one step further. When I say nine holes in me. Nine holes are only. Taking objects from outside. Sense objects from outside. And sense to the mind. And based on. The. Experience. There's a result. Either pain or pleasure. These five horses. Are working. Only through nine holes. We don't have those horses in our body, so I'm I'm taking those nine five horses to the nine holes in our body. The sense objects come through those nine holes, determines our reality, our experience, and the self, the passenger sitting in the back has to go through that. Either pain or pleasure. Pleasure is fine but when, it, when it's pain or moral pain, there is a problem. And that's the problem I'm referring to. So, nine holes in me. How do these how do these nine holes work with five senses? And where are they coming from? Desires. To understand it better, please do a simple exercise when you wake up today. Or any day, you take a list of activities, actions you do, and start to put them in different tables. First, you take, create a table of nine holes and see each one of the activity is related to which hole. I'm sure all the activities you'll do throughout the day would fit in one of those nine holes or multiple. And then you take the same activity and create another table of five senses. I'm sure all those activities would correspond to either one or more senses and fit in there. And then we go to bed. We sleep with our eyes closed. Is there any other way we sleep? The answer is no. We all go to bed saying we're going to bed. We're going to sleep. Hopefully fall asleep. Nicely, easily. And we go to a dream state. That's all we experience every day. Again, we wake up. Our nine holes start to open. We start taking sense objects through five sense organs. They go inside, go to the mind. The mind processes it, creates a result, either pain or pleasure. We try to, Do more things that will give us more pleasure and try to work on the pain part. That is our life. And then again, the evening comes, night comes, we go to bed, nine holes shut down. Not the nose, two nostrils, they're working. But you don't have control over that. You're not smelling anything actively. That's the point to understand. Because I had the same question when I was coming up with this nine holes in me. If you are given anything from outside, brought a beautiful rose or very something with a very strong smell to your nose, you won't be able to smell it because you're somewhere else in your dream state. The same with all your five senses. Of course, you don't see because you have eyes closed while you're sleeping. You have ears somewhere else. You're listening to something else, even though there is chatter or music or things playing outside, you don't hear it, the same way all your five senses are not working, I hope that makes it a little clearer to understand our reality, our day-to-day experience, and that's all we are doing every day, and then we want to enjoy these experiences more, than we buy books and buy classes to practice Be Here Now, mindfulness, to just enjoy these senses, sense objects more and more. Some of us succeed, experience things more, better. But then the point to understand here is, these sense objects will be there. In fact, the list will continue. The things you want to see with your eyes, practicing more and more and more mindfulness. Great. Great. Enjoy them. Same thing with ears. More and more mindfulness. Enjoy more and more music. Great. Nose, the same thing. Food, the same thing. As much as you want, as much as you can. Skin, the same thing. As much as you want and as much as you can. But if it's slowly, gradual, we're also heading towards our end just the way every day we stop enjoying these things that we work so hard for, we earn, we sacrifice so much for, we leave them all when we go to sleep. There's a saint who said, every day the night comes to teach us that this world does not exist. Please think about it. Think about it. The wakeful state and the dream state, the sleep state. The life we experience right now is only through these 8, 12, 15 hours. What is happening in these 8 hours when we're asleep? And 8 hours is one third of the day. One third of our life. Where are we in, in that one third of our life? How do we go there? What is happening there? Do I have control over my dream that I'm watching? Who is playing those dreams that I have to watch that I can't escape when I want to escape sometimes? Those nightmares. Where is the mind? Who is creating those dreams? Who is experiencing those dreams? That's a separate topic, but I'm just planting some thoughts, some seeds us to think about. What we're currently experiencing is only two-thirds of the day, two-thirds of the life. But there's a different world we enter when we go to sleep. So the saint's saying that every day the night comes to teach us that this world does not exist is true. We wake up and we do so many things and acquire, achieve, accumulate so many things to experience. Only these desires attach to five senses, nine holes. And then we leave them all every night. They're all outside and we're somewhere else in a different world. So why are we going so hard about acquiring, achieving, accumulating and experiencing these nine-holes-five-sense objects all day long when we have to leave them every night and one day we will leave them for good that is coming for everybody. So the same saints suggest there is a different world too, guys. This is not it. I don't want to go too deep into using the word illusion. But yes, when Buddha got enlightened, he said, I just woke up. He was referring to this world of illusion, the dream, that we're dreaming in the wakeful state. This is not the true Reality. This is a relative reality based on our five senses and mind and intellect. The saints teach us again and again and again that go to a different world, the same reality that exists for all of us, no matter what race, religion, country, origin you're from, that state is within us, the self not outside and there's a lot to experience there, a lot there's a lot of realms and realities that we hear in the spiritual world 4th dimension, 5th dimension, 6th dimension In short, there is a lot to experience during this human life, not just these five senses, nine holes, and desire world. If we go, keep going after that, fine, enjoy the pleasure, but with that also comes pain, just like the waves that goes up has to come down. This is the rule of the nature. In fact, there's this small percentage of pleasure that we enjoy and more high percentage of pain when we do anything so what causes these waves how do these waves come to the surface and how can we deal with them we will talk about that in the next episode there's a lot I feel I have shared for us to think about in short Please observe your thoughts to see for yourself, experience for yourself. Don't listen to my words or my podcast or anybody, any saint or any spiritual people, religious people. Please do that experiment on yourself. Experience it yourself. As I said in one of the episodes, Swami Vivekananda says, don't believe in anything because someone said so. Don't believe in anything because you read it somewhere. Don't believe in anything that your family or friends said so. Do it yourself. Experience it. Realize it. If you don't, reject it. So do, the, do these simple exercises today. Hold, Observe or hold your thoughts. You can't. <laughs> you can't hold your thoughts. They're just like the waves in the ocean. But try to see where they're coming from. You'll see either they're from the past or about the future. Future to fulfill desires and how to go after that. And the second exercise, take all the activities after you wake up until you go to bed and try to put them in different tables of nine holes and the five senses. You'll come to a list of desires. And all the desires we have will fit into these two tables. And that's it. And while we're doing all this, we're also headed towards the end. It's inevitable. That is the one common truth we all have together. We all share together. And there's a lot of beautiful experiences that we can all share and experience together. But those experiences are not outside. They're within. With the self the passenger who already had everything we're looking for outside, running our horses outside. So, hold your horses a little bit every day. And these teachings that I'm sharing helps us, our intellect, to think about these things and hopefully control the mind, the mind horses and the entire chariot can go in the right direction, with the direction where these ancient scriptures and saints are talking about the direction within towards the self thank you very much for listening and we'll be back soon next episode on how to work on those thoughts, and I have done a special episode with my teacher on why meditate it's pointless to say we need to meditate to actually get over those thoughts, those waves But we also must know, what is the goal? It's good to get over the pain and traumas and sufferings. But also, what is the goal, the ultimate goal that we all share in common in a human life, the human purpose? So I'll be posting that in the next episode, Why Meditate, a conversation with my teacher, who I've been learning all of these things from and who learned from the same source, the ancient scriptures and self-realized saints. Thank you very much. Take care. Have a great day.